This is the Times afternoon briefing on Wednesday the 22nd of March. The House of Commons Privileges Committee investigating whether former Prime Minister Boris Johnson knowingly misled Parliament over the Partygate affair has published 110 pages of evidence ahead of the hearing this afternoon. Times Radio's Kate McCann has been wading through it and reads for us the evidence given by former Principal Private Secretary Martin Reynolds. He says in his own words, I do recall asking the then Prime Minister Boris Johnson about the line proposed for PMQs on the 7th of December, which suggested that all rules and guidance had been followed. He goes on to say he did not welcome the interruption but told me he'd received assurances that the comms event was within the rules. I accepted this but questioned whether it was realistic to argue that all guidance had been followed at all times given the nature of the working environment in number 10. The Prime Minister agreed to delete the reference to guidance. But Mr Johnson went on to tell the Commons the guidance was followed and the rules were followed at all times. Yesterday, he admitted he had misled Parliament, but insisted in a 52-page submission that he would never have dreamed of doing so intentionally or recklessly. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson is leading a growing rebellion against Rishi Sunak's Brexit deal. The former Prime Minister announced this morning he would vote against the Windsor framework because he says it would leave Northern Ireland captured by EU rules. He's been joined by fellow ex-Conservative leaders Liz Truss and Sir Ian Duncan Smith, as well as Priti Patel, the former Home Secretary. The European Research Group of MPs yesterday slammed the Stormont break as practically useless, despite the government saying it gives Northern Irish politicians the power to block new European regulations. We've been speaking to Marc Francois, the chair of the ERG. There's an old saying in life, you know, always read the small print. And as members of Parliament have read the small print of this deal, they've been more and more anxious about what they're being asked to vote for today. We've been told repeatedly that the Stormont break is a veto. It's absolutely not a veto. If I had to characterise it, uh, the Stormont break is a break with no brake pads. Surging food prices pushed up UK inflation unexpectedly in February to 10.4%. Analysts say this increases the likelihood of another interest rate rise from the Bank of England this week. Food price inflation rose again to 18.2%, largely due to shortages of vegetables such as tomatoes and peppers in recent weeks. The Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves has told Times Radio, we are in a cost of living crisis and the government should be doing more to help, especially with rising food costs. In a way that will come as no surprise to to listeners because when we do our weekly food shop, we're all noticing the prices going up. But it does show the particular pressure that ordinary families on modest incomes are under because it is the prices of essentials that have gone up the most, whether that is gas and electricity bills or food prices. Meanwhile, the cost of some everyday groceries has more than doubled over the last year. Consumer group Witch looked at over 25,000 food and drink products in eight major supermarkets, with cheese and chocolate among the items going up in price. Lisa Webb is their consumer law expert. There are a few real standouts, um, but obviously that changes month on month. So, for example, uh, this time round, there was some cereal in Asda, there was some cheese in Waitrose. But those are things that were going up by over 100%, so 129%, 121%. But what we're finding, it's the own brand products, which are particularly hard hit. And you can hear more on all these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.